Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you each morning, weekday at 10 a.m. I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How do you make you good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. Just looking forward to the end of the season now. Just to, I'm looking forward to the start of the transfer window, I think. And I, I'm guessing really? that's kind of like what. <laughs> you're a glove, right? If that's what yeah. you're looking forward to. Well, so, yeah. Well. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, transfers getting back underway. It's like uh, yeah. it's like the window never closed. It feels like it never does, to be honest, with the way in which we see links creeping up on us and slinking away, uh, and then sometimes returning. But there's lots to talk about transfer wise. Um, first things first. Obviously, we had a weekend of football. I wasn't here yesterday to talk with you guys about the disappointment against Nottingham Forests. How are you feeling uh, now? Have we reflected on it anymore after the weekend's defeat? I mean. I was obviously disappointed at the time. Um, I mean, I've tried, I think I said yesterday, I've been trying to not watch anything to do with Man City lifting the trophy or anything mm. like that. But it pops up on social media constantly. So I can't I can't not watch it kind of thing. I can't not see it. So, mm. I mean, I, I've kind of got used to it now, just scrolling through my phone on Instagram and then sport bible or something sit i see a picture of julian alvarez holding the premier league trophy it's like right okay <laughs> but as i said I, i'm just i think i'm looking forward to the end of the season now i want i want the next season to start i think that's kind of like what my viewpoint is now because i mean if we're going to continue playing the way that we have been this season next season with an improved team it's just an exciting kind of stance that, are, that every Arsenal fan are kind of looking at in the Premier League. I, I am quite excited for next season, I think. But I think the only way that I will be excited is if a lot happens this transfer window. And by the looks of it, things are going to happen. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of the kind of outgoings and incomings, whatever. But but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to next season. I think that's what it is now. I, that's the only way that I've kind of like got over it. Yeah, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Um, I think, I think with what we've seen this year is just that you know that progression that we've continually moved forward again, um, another season moving in that direction. But it's getting to a stage where how far you can move forwards is becoming very small because you're in second place. Yep. There's only one team above you, and you think the only way more forwards is to go into first place. The reality is, it's not obviously the way Man City are. It, it's just 
such a juggernaut of football that the, the way forwards is to get closer and continue to get closer and better compete with them and put them under more pressure and have a more successful title race that hopefully ends in the title. That'd be great. But, you know, I'm not going into next season expecting to win the title. You can't when you're going up against Man City. That's the reality. I hope that we do better in the cup competitions that we've got. I think that we've seen from, you know, Newcastle and Man United against the final of the League Cup and Man United against another final of the FA Cup and, you know, into Milan getting to the Champions League final. We saw Villarreal get to the semis last season, AC Milan get to the semis this season. You know, there are, you know, there's real possibilities for teams. You know, I'd back Arsenal against most of those quarterfinalists in the Champions League this season. Um, And, you know, it's only outside of Real Madrid and potentially Napoli and Manchester City, of course, that I wouldn't, or maybe Bayern, that I wouldn't necessarily back us against. So, it's, I think there's opportunities for Arsenal next season to show progression, and I think that's going to be important, but we'll have to wait and see uh, what we're capable of doing. Of course, the route to that improvement is through transfers, and we've got some of those to discuss this morning. Uh, Declan Rice continues to dominate discussions, um, and Bayern Munich is said to have an interest in him, as well as Manchester City. Are you in any way concerned yet about rival teams swooping in and stealing our priority target? Uh, obviously, there's going to be talks of it, but I mean... I think I think it's difficult. I I'm I'm one to find it difficult to think that an Englishman would go abroad somewhere. I don't know what it is with me. I just can't see like like with Harry Kane, for example. I can't see him going anywhere else apart from the Premier League, especially with the record that he's got at the moment. So I, it's like a weird thing that I can't really see him leaving Tottenham unless unless he comes to Arsenal or something like that. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm just saying and giving an example so it's the same with like Declan Rice it's like I can't see him going to Bayern Munich I just don't I I think it's just because he is English and I feel like there aren't many English players to kind of move abroad they always seem to stick in the Premier League obviously there's players that go out on loan like Callum Hudson-Odoi to Bayer Leverkusen I think Harry Winks went to Sampdoria I don't know whether that was a loan or a buy but you know what I'm trying to say there aren't many um, I know that there's Chris Smalling and Tamori out in Syria and Tammy Abraham, but I, there aren't many. So it's weird. It's weird for me to think that he would go somewhere else apart from an English club. Um, I mean, Bayern are also trying to bring in Mason Mount as well. And I spoke yesterday that bringing in Mason Mount to a, to a club could also be a driving force to bring in Declan Rice as well because they are best mates, they've wanted to play together. That's also been a, a reason for Declan Rice's interest into going to t- Chelsea in the last couple of years. But obviously now that they're not in the Champions League, that kind of pushes them outside the danger zone for Arsenal, if you if you know what I'm trying to say, for in terms of transfers, um, going against Arsenal for Declan Rice. So we are we're obviously linked to Mason Mount as well. But I don't think, I mean, Bayern have already held talks with his representatives as well. So there is obviously that kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Concern. I'm, there is a little bit of concern, but it's like, I think because we've been so interested for such a long time, I've, there's been reports that Arteta's kind of tried to start moulding our team around the way that Declan Rice plays. I feel like Arsenal will try to push hard to find this, um, to make this transfer happen. And there have been reports, I think it's the Mirror, they've they've said that Arsenal are possibly thinking of 
of kind of going for uh, a swap deal as well as some money for Declan Rice. I think Reese Nelson, Laconga, and who is the other player? Let me just check. Um, I leave Arsenal this summer. No, to kind of like to give to West Ham as well as a fee to. Uh, it might be. I think it might be. I literally have it here. A Balogun. Oh, Balogun. So that that's what the Mirror have reported. Um, so I mean, I think Arsenal are kind of weighing up their options in terms of thinking of different possibilities of being able to bring Declan Rice to Arsenal and. I don't know whether Bayern Munich will kind of think about doing that. Um, I know that I've said multiple times, I'm not sure Arsenal would want to go straight out into that 100 million, 120 million pound price tag. And I think we're trying to think of more the 85 to 90 million. Uh, and if we try, and if we want to offload some players, maybe the likes of Lukonga, we're going to speak about him in a minute, but maybe the likes of Lukonga going out to West Ham could also be a driving force because it will mean that we get someone off our wage, kind of like our, our pay bill, uh, get them out of, out of the club because at times it is just the fact of there there's a lot of dead weight in the club that we're not going to be able to be playing them. Yes, we want to rotate, but they're just not going to be able to get that playing time. So if we're going to be able to offload them as well as bring in a player at the same time, I think that's a plus. And I don't... When I'm going back to what the mirror reported, I don't want I don't want Reese Nelson and Balogun to be a, a swap deal if we're going to get rid of them. I want Nelson to stay personally, and I want us to sell Balogun if we're going to get rid of him. And I think I've said uh, I've said before I think Lukonga. Once again, we're going to speak about him later, but I think a loan move would be best for him, or or just to just to offload him from the club. And I think if we're able to do that, get Declan Rice in at the same time, I think that'd be perfect. So I think I think there are more driving forces for Arsenal than there are Bayern Munich, but that doesn't mean that I'm not concerned that we're not going to get him. I mean, you saw uh, I think um, Marcus said at the start uh, of the uh, of the stream, he said, "I'll oh, ask Charlie about Declan Rice for because of yesterday." I just kept on going on about him. I do like I do really like him as a player. I want Arsenal to sign him. So that's kind of where the concern comes from. I really want our, uh, Declan Rice in an Arsenal shirt, but I think, yeah, as I say, there, I think there's more driving forces for Arsenal than there are Bayern Munich because we do, we are kind of thinking up, we're weighing up the possibilities of how we can sign Declan Rice. We're thinking of how to build the team around him. I think there's more for us going forward than there might be Bayern Munich. Yeah, I think Arsenal are certainly leading the race in terms of Rice and, and who else is there. You know, with Man City, Bryce knows he's going up against Rodri. Is he going to get enough? Is he going to get the minutes that he wants there? Uh, he'd have to leave London as well, um, which obviously is, is, is a big thing for him. Arsenal's interested in Mason Mount. Hopefully helps the situation too. Um, you know, of all the players that we're linked to, Rice is the one I feel the most confident on. Um, and I feel Arsenal have put in a lot of work behind the scenes for a long time. I think they're going about it the right way. Seems they're going to be going in with a very fair first bid, whether that's accepted or not. We're hearing around £92 million pounds is what's been reported. Um, whether we see players included in potential moves for, for Rice could help Arsenal do that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, 
Lukonga, as you mentioned there, you know, could move on. Uh, we've seen links to, to Burnley and to Sevilla recently mentioned in, in the press in the last few days or so. He, like Balogun, like uh, Smith-Rowe, uh, Nketiah, Holding, Pepe, uh, you know, I'm going to keep going through all the list of players. I think I, I did a piece the other day when we went through 15 potential exits, wow. you know, from the club. Kieran Tierney and Balogun, I think, being the most high-profile. Emil Smith-Rowe, I didn't include in it because I still think he might stay. But a lot of people seem to think that his, his time might be up at Arsenal. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to... And we'll obviously reconvene at the end of the summer and assess everything and what we've done, the business we've done. But it seems like the main thing, and we can bring Lukonga into this, is that Edu needs to make sure he gets these good fees for players. I mean, what do you think for someone like Lukonga? What, what would you be expecting for him? I mean, from the way that he had been playing at Arsenal, I can't really see us getting anything more than 15, 20 million for him. I think that I think that could even be a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, he is he is young, and I think he could offer a lot in in a different kind of system with at a different club. I mean, Vincent Company was um, he he was obviously um, Lukonga's manager and elect uh, in Belgium. So I think I I, I would I would ex, um, expect Lukonga's interest to go to Burnley if this is the case. Um, obviously. Uh, I can't remember where it was. I think uh, Football Insider, they've suggested that Burnley are looking for a loan move with a possible buy-on clause in that contract for Lukonga. But I'd be quite happy with that if he is to go. I'd like to see, obviously, as I've just said, I would like to see him go out on loan again. I, I want to see him play a bit more football because he did, he wasn't having that much game time at Palace, but he was obviously getting more at Palace than he was at Arsenal. So I think in a Burnley side, obviously they'll be scrapping for they, they might be scrapping to stay up in the league or or they might be fighting for relegation. Um Lukonga, I reckon, would be getting that game time because he does have that Premier League experience, whereas some of the uh, Burnley players won't. And I think if we give him out on loan first at least, we'd kind of see Lukonga a little bit more in the Premier League. I mean, it was a bit. It was a bit weird because at the start of Lukonga's um, kind of at the start of his career at Arsenal, he, he he actually seemed to be quite a promising player. He was an exciting player. I mean, I think it was against Chelsea. I know that we lost, but he seemed to be one of our better players. I think it was Chelsea when uh, when we lost two 0 at home. Um, he seemed to be one of the better players of, of our team and seemed to be a, quite an exciting player at the time. But then obviously that kind of seemed to go a little bit downhill. But now we do have Jorginho in and then he signed a new contract. If we are to have a backup, <laughs> um, obviously we're thinking of Declan Rice. So it just seems like Lukonga doesn't have that that space in the team at all. So as I was saying, we have a lot of dead weight. We could have a lot of dead weight in the club. Uh, once players' loans are up this season. So we do need to get this offloading going this summer. But Arsenal have a history of signing players and then just and then kind of getting them out of the club for little to no fee. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lukonga's one of them. I can't actually remember how much we signed him for. I know that it wasn't too much, but it's just another one of those players that we've signed. And then I'm guessing we'll see a kind of a low bid or he'll go for a low fee, as I just said, or I mean, 20 million tops probably uh, if we're kind of pushing it. But I would like to see him 
more in the Premier League, as I said. And I think Burnley would be the better place to kind of see him do that. Um, obviously, you said that they're links to Sevilla. Um, I, I actually can't remember Sevilla's midfield. I think they got. I think they've still got Rakitic, but even so, they're they're two different players. But maybe La Liga is more suited for Lukonga. Obviously, that remains to be seen, and we may even see that in this um, after this summer. After this summer's up, he may end up going to Sevilla. But I think for Lukonga and for Arsenal's benefit, I think Burnley would be the best kind of way to go because Vincent Company he had really really praised Lukonga when he left Anderlecht to come to Arsenal uh, he said I think I remember him saying that he's got a, a lot of big things coming for him but obviously that hasn't happened at Arsenal so I feel like Company does have a kind of vision for Lukonga he knows how he plays he, know how, he knows how he fits into a team so I, I'm guessing that we could end up seeing that at Burnley whether that is Arsenal's downfall that we see him in a better structure for him? Um, once again, that remains to be seen. But I think I think Lukonga to Burnley would be the best thing because it is a loan first. But then, obviously, as I said, that there there is that possibility of a buy on clause being in that contract. So, yeah, I I think Lukonga would be interested in reuniting with company as well. Yeah, I think that it's a move that suits all parties. I think it's a move that suits the player. If Burnley will um, pay a decent figure, you know, I'd, I'd take you know just upwards of if if even upwards of ten million pounds, you know, this summer for for Lukonga, you know, I think that's that's a fair price. What kind of player you're going to get? Um, and uh, you know, he's already been at the club now for two seasons. His contract is is in a lower state than it was when we signed him. You know, you've got players like Tavares, Pepe as well, and other players we've mentioned. Arsenal should, in my opinion, if we are moving on the likes of Tierney, Balogun, etc., be looking to get upwards of 100 million in sales, really, this summer. Um, is what we should be aiming to do. Whether that happens and transpires, we'll have to wait and see. But certainly that is my expectation if we are to move on players like Tierney, Balogun. And if we move on Smith-Rowe as well, you could be looking at upwards of £150 million, pounds, depending on what happens. So let's, let's wait and see. Last thing to discuss is that uh, last night Juventus lost to Empoli 4-1 and that combined with their 10-point deduction means that Arsenal, it looks like, will be in pot two of the Champions League next season, which is a big, big boost, actually, for Arsenal. I'll read you the projected uh, pot two as it stands. It includes Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid, RB Leipzig, Porto, and ourselves. Um, had we have been in pot three, it would have meant that we would have and could have faced any of those teams by Manchester United, of course, and then any of man, uh, and any of any of uh, either Roma or Sevilla, depending on who wins the Europa League final, Barca, Napoli, Borussia Dortmund, PSG, Benfica, and Feyenoord, who are from Pot One. But instead, uh, we'll have uh, the opportunity to face teams in Pot Three. These aren't all confirmed yet, but the expectations it will be these sides: Shakhtar Donetsk, Salzburg, Dinamo Zagreb, Rangers. AC Milan, Braga, Lazio, and uh, Svena Svejda, which I think is Red Star Belgrade. Um, so they're the teams that we could go up against. And then Pot 4, uh, again, not confirmed, but the expectations projected teams at the moment are FC Copenhagen, Young Boys, Real Sociedad, Galatasaray, Celtic, Newcastle, uh, who we can't face because they're another English team, uh, Union Berlin, and RC Reims uh, in France. So it is a big boost, I think, Charlie, that we would be in Pot 2 rather than Pot 3. Yeah, completely. I mean, you. I mean, you just read out the names in that pot. It's it's a very dangerous pot. You can you can say, but I think 
it really is a massive boost for us because I think if we were to come up against a really difficult group, um, obviously we still might go through, but then if we don't go through, we've had that six-year wait going into the Champions League and then we go, and then we go out in the group stage. I think it'd be devastating for us, let alone uh, what we've just experienced now with City winning the title the year before that, missing out on top four. So six years in the making and then we go out in the group stage, I think that would be a, a massive hit to us. Um, so I think coming up against those teams could be a massive boost. Obviously, there is still the likes of AC Milan, etc. But as you said, we we still could have actually we still could give those give AC the likes of AC Milan and the quarter finalists of this year, semi finalists of this year, a real go at um, and give them give them a running for their money. So AC Milan, yes, we could still face them in the group, but I mean Chelsea still did quite well against them in the Champions League. So why why can't we? Do you know what I mean? So. I'm I'm excited. I'm even more excited for the Champions League now because I was thinking in my head, oh, what if we come up against a really difficult group? I'm not. I won't be looking forward to that if we if I see a if I see a really difficult group with Arsenal win it because I'd be worried that we're going to come up that we're going to kind of drop out of the Champions League and go down into the Europa League or even just completely out of Europe. So I think now that we we're Hopefully, going to get quite an easy group. That's a, I think that's a big boost for us, big boost for the team. Depending on who we get, there is still that possibility of rotating as well. We've spoken about it multiple times. Rotation can be key in the multiple competitions that we're playing in, and being able to rotate in the Champions League, I think, would be a massive thing for us because being back in the Champions League, I think that'd be a very, it's obviously a very, very important competition. It'll be very important for us. So I think I don't think Arteta would change the team too much. Obviously, we'll bring we'll hopefully bring in players which could kind of make sure that we rotate in in these different competitions, different cups, etc. But I think if we come up against a team that isn't as difficult as the likes of Real Madrid, say, I think we could see us rotating the team a little bit. We'll see other players that we don't normally see in the Premier League have a run out, give, give themselves a go. Um, or maybe vice versa. Maybe we see the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, hopefully the Declan Rice, maybe Casado, whatever, have a go in the Champions League and then maybe rotate Smith Rowe if we keep him, Balogun if we keep him in the in the Premier League. Obviously, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking what could happen, what might happen. But I think if we come up against a team that isn't as as big of a club as the likes of Real Madrid, as I said, Barcelona, whatever, it it's a big boost for us because of that rotation, and it can help us in both the Champions League and the Premier League. Because I mean, we saw this season; it seemed like it was a kind of burnout at the end of the season. It seemed like it we ended up kind of deteriorating along the way. With this rotation, the possible rotation, we won't be seeing that in either of the competitions. And I think the only way that we're going to see us not deteriorate as, as much as we did at the end of the season will be because we're coming up against, this, I'm going to say, easier teams in the Champions League. I, I was trying to deter myself from saying easier, but in in the grand scheme of things, that that is that is the truth. That is the truth. So, 
yeah, I think it could actually be massive for us in both in every competition, really. Yeah. Um I you know, worst case scenario, you could get a group that includes uh Barca, Napoli, Dortmund, or PSG as your your, your pot one team, and then your pot three team could be AC Milan or Lazio or Salzburg, who are very good in, in European competition. And then your pot four, you can end up with someone like Real Sociedad or Union Berlin or uh, Lons, who have come second to PSG in France this season. So, But also, flip that, you could get Feyenoord from pot one. Uh, you could get Braga from pot three. And you could get someone like Copenhagen or um, you know, Young Boys, Galatasaray from pot four. So... It shows you the the difference that you could see, you know, just by getting in pot two. Whereas if you were in pot three, you could have got, you know, Bayern and Barcelona. You know, I think Dortmund obviously winning the uh, the Bundesliga if indeed they win their final game of the season, which they will then win the Bundesliga. Obviously helps that pushes Bayern into pot two, which is obviously a lot more beneficial for us. Um, and yeah, I, for me, we, I was talking to some friends last night about this. Man City, I think, are the dictators of every competition Arsenal play in ultimately because Man City now go into next season with they are favourites for every competition they go into. They'll be the favourites for the Premier League next season. They'll be the favourites for the Champions League. They'll be the favourites for the League Cup and they'll be the favourites for the FA Cup next season. It's funny because if they actually lose to Inter Milan and say they lose to Man United in the FA Cup final, they would have won the league and still underachieved this season. That's yeah. the difference. Um, and I, you know, I would argue that they would have underachieved if they only win the Premier League this season. So that's kind of where we're at and what we're up against. So... You just got to hope that Man City get knocked out. <laughs> you know, of any competition yeah. you want to play in is basically what we want. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate your time as always. Charlie, appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching once again. Absolutely. Uh, we've got, obviously, another game of football still to come. We play Wolves this Sunday in the final game of the season is Arsenal um, basically putting a performance to cap off uh, what has been a season of progression, a chance for fans to say thank you. I'll be there. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting some reactions from some of the Arsenal players uh, as well. We did uh, we did also manage to speak to Granite Xhaka um, in uh, and after the game uh, against Nottingham Forest. I spoke to him regarding a number of topics, specifically about kind of him leaving. He spoke uh, as well about um, the fact we should hopefully get an announcement on his future. Um, but I did want to play you a video that I managed to put together for us um, before we round up. So this is what Xhaka had to say after the game against Forest. You did obviously interview the Players' Tribune where you talked about you wanted to do something special before you left. Do you feel like this season, even though maybe the title race didn't happen, it's a season beyond what anyone expected. Do you still feel like it's a special season for us? I mean, where I've been three years ago and when I am today, I think I grew up like a person, like a player. And I got the respect back, but I think I deserve as well from the fans. In the dressing room, everything was fine, always. But um, yeah, I wanted to to do something special this season, maybe for title, but um, it's not time. And um, yeah, let's let's see what what the future um, speaks about it. Talking of enjoyment, I, I remember that Bournemouth away game where that felt that your name was sung by the fans. I think really noticeably, first time this season, and I feel that relationship's really been built back now. This yeah, season. this is what I what I said as well um, when I speak about special. Um, I mean. How I said where I've been three years ago and how I came back and my turnaround maybe the first in history in the Premier League and um, makes me proud, makes me happy as well. But um, this is my story, this is my my part, you know, from the club. So of course, um, if next week we know much more what happened with my future, 
will be thankful for the fans because how they treat me after this. I didn't expect that if I'm honest. So I'm thankful for that, for that and I want to give them something back, maybe for my last game on Sunday. Jack speaking after the game against Forest. Looks like he will be leaving. We're hoping to hear something on his future before the Wolves game. Um, and then we'll have the opportunity to say goodbye, uh, it seems, with his we're understanding a deal with Bayer Leverkusen is effectively done at this point. So £13 million pounds of the bank from Xhaka. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we appreciate your time. Um, and uh, we hope that you stay with us for shows into the foreseeable. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. 